calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'll make it cute. to another episode of make it cute i'm so happy that you're here and i am just feeling really good lately i think that there's a lot of things that are going well in life and just in our current environment in general and i just want to talk through those um we'll get into the topic of the episode a little bit later we have some really good recipes this episode i'm really excited to share this with all of you but more importantly, I'm excited just to talk a little bit about kind of like where our world is and how quickly we've been progressing and just like what a difference a week can make. It's honestly so crazy. When you think about where we were at this time last year in such an uncertain time and just not really knowing like where this pandemic would go and how things would turn out and how things would be, it is so amazing to finally be here at this point where we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yesterday, I got my first shot of the COVID-19 vaccine, and I am proud to say that I'm doing my part. I am showing up. I'm getting scheduled. I'm getting vaccinated. So then we can all start going back to a world that it may not be the normal that we are used to. The normal we always hear these conversations about the new normal and how the world will look so different nowadays. And I think it will, but I think it's going to look better. And I think that there's certain things that maybe we did before that we are now realizing maybe weren't the best practice just for existing as humans. And I think it's one of those things that it's super important just to realize how far we have come. You know, I don't think any of us are going to be making out with strangers in bars and, you know, getting drunk at Caesar's Palace, even though, you know, I would let them put an iPod Nano on my shoulder if that means that I can get drunk at Caesar's Palace again. I don't think any of us are going to be doing that just yet. But what I would say is that there's hope. And 
just in the past week, I know so many people who have gotten either their first or second dose, people who are important to me in my life, and people who I am just so happy for this journey for them, and including myself. I'm very excited for this journey for myself. My arm is so, so sore, but I'm not having any other side effects, and I think fear and uncertainty is definitely a driver in our landscape and in our lives. But this is something to embrace. This is a change in an unknown and an uncertainty that you maybe want to run towards. Like I said, the new normal, it's going to look a lot different from where we were and where we started. But I'm so excited to see what that looks like and see how our future is shaped and how these events go down in history. I don't think anyone in our lifetime can say that we've ex- experienced something like this prior to this. And that's what makes everything so new and exciting and scary and uncertain. There's so much uncertainty that goes into this and we don't know how to proceed. We've never had to proceed like this. I was actually on a on a call with a friend and I, out of nowhere, just blurted out, how weird is it that we're going mass vaccines? I just, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around and so hard for me to conceptualize the fact that we are, as a country, as a nation, as a world, mass vaccinating ourselves so then we can get back to what we had and try and reclaim a slice of this year that was taken away from us. The year 2020, we can never revisit that and we can never have that time given back to us. But what we can do is run towards the future and start embracing this change and start feeling like a person again. I feel like for me, there's so many things that are happening. You know, daylight savings has just happened recently. So now it is getting dark later rather than earlier. So the sun is out, the weather is starting to warm up. And, you know, I think there's light at the end of the tunnel in more ways than just one and in more senses than just with how our vaccines and vaccination processes are going. But I know that you didn't come here for a lecture, but for me having a platform and for me having a way to broadcast If you are eligible and if you are willing, please do your part. And if you do not want to get vaccinated for whatever reason, please continue to social distance. Please continue to keep yourself safe and healthy. Everyone's safe and everyone's health is pretty much my primary concern. And whether or not you choose to take the route of getting vaccinated in order to promote safety and health or not getting vaccinated, whatever the choice is, it one is a choice and two, it is supported and should be and you shouldn't be shamed or shunned for it. But again, I know that you didn't come here for a lecture. So let's get into the meat of today's episode and let me tell you about the topic. So this week, we're going to be talking about spring cleaning. And I think whenever you think about the term spring cleaning, you think maybe, oh, cleaning out your bathroom or cleaning out your kitchen or cleaning your living space. But I think one way that we need to kind of like reassess our view of spring cleaning is by realizing that there's many things that can be cleaned, not only just 
our homes or our houses or our apartments or our townhomes or whatever the case may be, wherever you're living. But also we need to have cleaning of ourselves and our spirits and of our emotions. And that's why I think spring cleaning is such a fun time because it's like you can clean all of it and you can kind of purge all of the things that you've been purging, wanting to purge. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple things with regards to spring cleaning. Like I said, um, I think cleaning is definitely a term that can be used a little bit more versatilely than we initially think about it. And we're going to expand our scope of thinking and our scope of being. And I'm just excited to share some tips that I have used in the past to either clean my home or just like feel cleansed of myself and my sorrows and my worries and all of that good stuff. So I think the first way that we should start is probably the cleansing of the home. Um, one thing that I love doing is purging. And when I say purging, I mean getting rid of things, whether that's throwing that away or donating it and blessing someone who could potentially use it and who potentially needs it. I think it's really hard for us to part with things sometimes. And like like I talked about with the pandemic earlier, change is very hard to like run towards and to like just accept. I feel like we are so unresponsive to change at times where we just really want things to stay exactly as they are and exactly the same. And I think that is kind of like an archaic way of thinking. I think it's one of those things that you kind of have to be willing to run towards and be towards this change. And change isn't always a bad thing. I think a lot of people say, I like the way things were. I like the way things are. I like the way things the way they are right now. But that doesn't mean that's the best way that they could be. You could end up liking something way more if you just gave it a chance. So I think purging is really great because also for me in the springtime, I also like to buy a lot. Um, I usually buy like jackets as they're going on sale and then, you know, getting my summer wardrobe ready. I am super pumped for summer because, you know, with getting vaccinated and all and things starting to open back up and people being responsible things are looking up and looking bright for the future. And I'm just so excited for that. But in terms of purging, my rule is if I haven't touched it in the past six months, I most likely won't touch it in the next six months. I do have some certain exceptions. Um, winter, like seasonal clothing is definitely one of those huge exceptions where, you know, I'm not going to mess with like a pair of shorts in the wintertime usually. And I'm not going to really mess with a pair of sweats in the summertime. So those kind of like are excluded or like, you know, hiking boots in the winter versus snow boots in the summer. Same kind of deal. I know whenever I'll kind of be dealing with one thing or another. And it is definitely something that I keep conscious of. But in terms of other things, I went through this one drawer in my apartment. I was looking for something and I completely just emptied out this drawer and I didn't even know what was in there. I was just hoping that what I was looking for would be in there. And I, I think it was buried under a bunch of crap. But what I was able to do was I was able to assess 
what is all this stuff? You probably have junk that you didn't even realize. You probably have some old receipts. You probably have something where you're just kind of storing and keeping all of this junky items that you no longer need. Purge it. Get rid of it if you don't need it. That receipt from two years ago of that thing that is currently outside of the return window, get rid of it. You don't need it. Trust me, unless you're itemizing your taxes and you're afraid of being subpoenaed and audited, you don't need it. I promise. It's a piece of paper. We're good. We're good. You know? So purging is super huge. And I think purging is more than just the physical, like purging your emotions and purging your worries. I find talking with people super cathartic. That is one way that I'm able to recharge my battery and to purge some of my worries and purge some of my emotions. A lot of times when I talk to people, I'm not looking for a solution and I'm not looking for an answer. I'm more so looking just to get all these thoughts that I have running through my head out and out into the open. And while I'm kind of doing that, I find that if I have a little bit to drink, that I'm more likely to purge a little bit more. So with that in mind, I figured let's jump into today's cocktail. I am actually so excited to share this. I tried this out and it was so good. I actually made a video on a drink very similar to this, but we're making it a lot stronger because, you know, I want to be really cathartic and I want to get a lot of my feelings out. And the only way that I'm doing that is if I have a really strong drink in my hand. So this drink kind of just speaks to the spring summer vibes. Um, I actually filmed a video back in the summer on it. It's called a strawberry stripper. Um, we are making kind of a variation of that. It's not like a super mainstream drink. Don't get me wrong. Like I would not go to a bar and order this. They'll probably look at you like you have two heads unless they have something on the menu called strawberry stripper. This is definitely more so like a drink that I'm pretty sure is in existence, but you know, don't, don't quote me. Don't quote me. Um, you know, if you want to try and order a strawberry stripper, you may end up with a drink or a human, and we'll see how that turns out for you. Um, hoping that people aren't in relationships that are ordering that. But um, yes, I actually got this idea because earlier this week I was just sitting and I posted a lemonade video to TikTok, um, I think a week or two ago, and I came to the conclusion that I own a juicer. Um, and I love this juicer and I don't use it enough and I love citrus and I always have citrus around. So I bought this big bag of navel oranges because I was like, you know what? I have a juicer. I have oranges now. I'm going to make orange juice. So orange juice is a super great component of this drink. If you're going to make your own orange juice, please don't add any extra sugar. The oranges have such sweetness to them. I would say for this recipe, you would probably want about an orange per person if you're going with like a little less. I like two oranges for myself because I'm selfish and I live alone and I don't have to worry about making this for other people. So maybe two oranges per person if you like want like a good decent sized drink. Or you can buy orange juice from the store if you're lame. I'm not lame so I made my own. So food for thought or orange juice for thought. Is that a saying? I just made it a saying, you know? Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to get a glass and we're going to fill it up with ice. And then to the ice, we are going to add in our orange juice. 
and then we're going to add in an ounce of vodka. So I'm using probably about four to five ounces of orange juice, by the way. Um, and then we're going to add in an ounce of vodka and that's going to like add a nice little bite to it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take some strawberry liqueur. Um, I use strawberry pucker by Decoupiers. This is not sponsored. That is just currently what I'm using. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com r-e-a-l-m now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash realm there's not a lot of drinks that require strawberry pucker so this is a really good one to make for a group you can make a big punch out of it just double triple quadruple the recipe do what you got to do make it for individuals serve it in a cute glass whatever the heck you have to do but i'm not done we're going to take an ounce and a half of strawberry pucker and we're going to put that in the glass as well. So now we got a couple ounces of orange juice. We got an ounce of vodka, ounce and a half of strawberry pucker. What can make this better? Bubbles. Um, so we're going to add in my favorite mixer of the last couple episodes, and that is Sprite or lemon lime soda. I'm using this really nice Sprite Zero and it's supposed to have like ginger undertones. I literally don't taste any ginger undertones. Um, 
which is, you know, slightly disappointing, I guess, because that's what it's advertised to be. It kind of just tastes like Sprite Zero, but to each their own. And, you know, this is my <laughs> my preference. You can use regular Sprite if you want. Uh, you can omit the Sprite and go for, like, some type of seltzer water. You can even add in, like, a White Claw if you just want to make it boozier. Um, I'm not trying to be that cathartic. Um Maybe the events find like the vibes. We'll we'll see the vibes out, and then maybe on drink number two, we'll make it a little bit more boozy. But yeah, that's the cocktail, and that, like I said, I kind of like having a cocktail in hand if I'm gonna divulge and purge some of my emotional and mental feelings. I don't know. For a Pisces, I'm not super closed off, but I would say that. I'm open to an extent. Like, I'm pretty much an open book. You can ask me a lot of things. You can talk to me about a lot of things. But when it comes to certain things, I definitely am a little bit more clammy and I'm a little bit more closed off. And you might have to pull it out of me. So, food for thought. Everyone's different. And you may be able to cathart, like, have a catharsis without a drink. And if that is you, I love that for you, but that ain't me. So let's talk about more spring cleaning. Um, another thing that I really like to do, and this is such an easy small tip, open your windows. All the smells that are in your home, some of them may be comfortable. Some of them may be good. Some of them may be bad. Some of them may be familiar and reminiscent, but I would say one thing that I find is that there's no better smell or feeling than a nice breeze, especially in the springtime, carrying just like a neutral scent and clearing out any scent that you have in your house. I do that and then I start burning candles or I start burning incense or I'll use my oil diffuser, whatever the case may be. I am a huge advocate for just having your windows open whenever possible. I think it definitely is something that will brighten your mood, brighten your home, and just make you feel better. And it's like the first thing I do. If I'm going to start cleaning, the first thing that I do is I open up my window and I let in a nice breeze to clear out any smells. Because whenever I was growing up, the way that we describe smells is... I forgot what teacher used this analogy, but I this analogy even sticks with me to this day. Everyone has a monster in their house, whether they know it or not. And every monster has a different smell. And that's the smell that you smell when you go into the house. So that is what the analogy that I've always thought. So I like to just air my monster out, essentially, instead of having, you know, the smell and the scent be like that all the time. But yes, I think that, again, airing out your house is really good. And I think whenever you fill it with a new fragrance, that sometimes a good, nice, yummy meal is what you want to be smelling. And in order to do that, you have to be out with the old, in with the new. Again, change, we are running towards it instead of running away from it. We do not fear change. We invite it into our homes, as well as this recipe that I'm about to share with you because it is so good. I made this a couple nights ago, and my house smelled amazing. Let me tell you, it was so good. So we're actually going to make a risotto. Risotto is inherently a fancy quote-unquote dish. 
it's literally just rice. Um, I love rice. I eat probably like 40% of my diet is like has like rice or some type of like rice noodle or pasta in it. Um, that's just the nature of how I eat because, you know, to supplement not eating meat for about 50% of my meals, I find alternative ways to, you know, feel full and feel fulfilled. And that's not the only way, but that is what I do. So, you know, judge me if you must. Anyways, I would say this risotto is so easy. It's like the most basic risotto that you can make, but it's like, if it's done well, it is literally some of the most delicious rice and delicious things that you put in your mouth. So let's talk about it. So arborio rice, that's the rice you have to use. No debates, no discussion. Um, most of your grocery stores should have it. Um, I get mine from Wegmans. I don't know if Target has it. I think I actually went on a rampage last year because Target didn't have it and I was so disappointed. Um, but Wegmans has it, so... We love Wegmans. We stand Wegmans. Anyways, um, Arborio rice is kind of like non-debatable because it is a short grain rice that has a super high starch content, which makes the risotto super creamy and yummy. Risotto is a process. I will say that like you're going to want to carve out a good like 30 to 40 minutes to make this risotto, but it's so worth it in the end. So what you're going to do is you are going to slice up a shallot and some garlic. And I'm not going to tell you how much because like it depends upon how much you want, but you're going to do a nice fine mini dice. Like you want this like pretty small. And also if you don't have that, you can use like a green onion slash scallion slash spring onion, all the different names for it. Um, you could use a white onion, a yellow onion, a red onion. Um, I really just like shallots and I always have them in my house. And I always have garlic, so that's what I'm using. I'm so cool and edgy, yes. Um, but I'm going to just give those a nice little mince, and then I'm going to add them into some olive oil and let those start cooking. And then in the background, I'm going to have a big pot filled with some chicken stock, and I'm going to just bring that to, like, a boil and then just, like, keep it warm. So... I think I'm going to use about an entire container that's four cups of chicken stock. You're going to go through a lot of chicken stock with this recipe. I will say that. So have it on hand. Have some extra. Having extra is never a bad idea. And like heating up more as you go. Um, you don't have to use chicken stock. I just choose to use chicken stock. And also control your salt levels. So if you can get unsalted or no salt added chicken stock, that may serve you better because then you can control the salt um by the way you want to get some salt and pepper on those shallots and garlic as they're just cooking up then what you're going to do is you are going to get your arborio rice in i'm not going to tell you how much to use i use about half a cup because i'm just eating for one um sometimes people think i'm eating for two but baby that's my own business mind your business anyways um i'm using about a half cup of arborio rice you're not gonna rinse this you want that beautiful starch on it i'm gonna add that into my shallot and garlic and i'm just gonna toast it for a little bit um this just helps like kind of develop and like deepen the flavor and then what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna add in just like a half tablespoon of butter i want to let that like kind of like i want the milk solids to brown a little bit I want to create a nice flavorful base. And then what I'm going to do is I have a little bit of cooking wine. I just have it from a recipe that I did. I don't even remember why I have it, but I'm just going to add a little bit of splash 
to deglaze the bottom of the pot. I'm sure you're going to have some shallot and garlic residue and maybe some rice that's stuck. Just deglaze that with like either some lemon juice if you want it nice and bright. Um, cooking wine, you could do a little bit of sherry vinegar, however you want to approach it. I think that there's just a lot of different ways that you can approach this. And risotto is so customizable and like really just updated for your personal taste. And I love that. Um, from that point, my rice is nice and toasty. I got some of my ingredients in. I'm going to add in some thyme. So this is kind of like a shallot brown butter thyme type risotto and it is so good and then i'm also going to add in another scrunch of black pepper just because you know you know i love black pepper i like it i don't want to say i like the heat but you know i like it it's really good point blank i'm not explaining myself anymore about this just let me have my black pepper obsession please and thank you anyways what we're going to do next is we are going to slowly add in a ladle full of chicken stock and we're going to do that until the rice absorbs the liquid. And we're going to do that basically until all the stock is gone, until the rice is creamy. And that's going to take probably about 20 to 40 minutes, depending upon how much rice you're making, depending upon how big your pot is. Um, you do not want to leave. If you are making risotto, you are going to stay by your pot. As um, that one girl from TikTok says, stand by your pan. Oh, my God, that was horrible. I mean, <sighs> This is not a singing podcast, I promise. So, yeah, I I gave it an attempt, but also this is me talking after having a 22-hour day of getting vaccinated and working and etc. So, I just need y'all to deal. Just deal with me and put up with me for a little bit longer. But um, once all of your chicken stock is used and absorbed, you're going to have this beautiful creamy rice. And then what I like doing is I cut another half tablespoon of butter to melt into kind of like emulsify and then I add in some shredded parmesan cheese you can grate it yourselves you can shred it I literally don't care I'm not judging you um but you just want to eat it like right then like I swear I could eat it right out of the pot and it's, it's super simple I know it seems like it's like this fancy like hard uh thing to do but it's literally so easy and that is your risotto to enjoy and fill your house with fragrant scents and to fill your life and to fill your stomach with yummy things. But there's so many things that I could talk about cleaning wise. And I actually have, I think, maybe two episodes. I know I have at least one episode on actually just like cleaning and organize, organization and organizing hacks. Um, so I would reference that if you're looking for a little bit more of a deep clean, but I did want to talk about just kind of like purging and cleaning mental space and physical space. And I think I'm going to actually end the episode on that note. I hope that you get the chance to make both of these delicious recipes. And I hope that you enjoyed just kind of hearing about different ways that you can approach spring cleaning. It doesn't just have to be one shoe doesn't fit all, you know, and it may be a one-shoe fits most, but definitely not all. And with that, I leave you, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Because this podcast is new. We drink, we eat.